You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stage Door Podcast, the podcast celebrating theatre and creativity from onstage mishaps to career-defining moments. Hosted by thespians, myself, Tori, and co-host Eliza, fortnightly we will bring you industry professional guests, deep dives, and more. Hello everyone and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Today we are joined by up-and-coming Sydney-based performer Lauren McMeekin. Before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and the Tabal people of Yugera, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live and record, and recognise the continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Growing up in New Zealand, Wren has always been fascinated by the performing arts, beginning her training in music theatre at the age of six. After graduating high school, Wren immediately moved to Brisbane to continue her studies at the Queensland Conservatorium Griffith University, completing a Bachelor of Music Theatre in 2021. Ren is currently making her Australian theatre debut, leading Little Triangle's newest production, The Mystery of Edward Drood, in the title role. Please welcome to the mic, Ren. Hi. Hello. <laughs> welcome Hi. to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. It feels like... Um, Two worlds meeting. I I know Lauren, uh, Ren, sorry, you go by Ren now. Either, um, either works. Either or. Uh, through uni, we just did uh, Greece together last year. Yeah. And you were an incredible third year while I was a firsty. Oh, such <laughs> a good firsty though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tooting my horn. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm tired. We're in the middle of tech week at the moment, yeah. so... Were you guys on day two yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So it's been like getting home at midnight every day. Mm. So, but it's been it's been good, full on, but but really good. It's it's great being in the theater. Yeah, especially being back after like a little bit of time and yeah. in a different way in a new city as yeah. well. well. Not new, but you go coming back. Yeah, absolutely. It's um. Yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, Sydney is is new to me. I, I've never lived here before, so that's a fun little one. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a break since I haven't really performed since graduating. So it's it's a bit of a shock to the system. So can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of found yourself in the world of theatre? Like, how did you get into musical theatre? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, I started training when I was six. Um, It did not come very naturally to me. I was a little bit unco as a child. Um, I (laughs) still am, but um, I actually got into it because my mum needed to get me out of the house after school. Um, (laughs) And, and I loved, I always loved like singing and dancing and running around the house and doing all that stuff. So, so she put me in just like a after school program for performing and I just never stopped. Um, and I think I was about 12 when I decided I wanted to move to Australia to uh, do it as a, as a degree. Um, yeah, and I kind of just kept going didn't really have much of a life apart from from my performing oh as all of us do yeah exactly so obsessed obsessed. yes i will make it (laughs) no matter what yeah 
So did you just like, did you move to new, from New Zealand to Australia? Was that like st- at 12 or was that no, kind of later? So I uh, finished high school in New Zealand. And then as soon as I graduated, I moved to Brisbane to start studying the year after. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big jump going from a different country yeah. than Australia. It, w- it was a big step. And like, I'd never lived out of home before. I'd never done anything like that so it was a little bit of a shock to the system but um I mean my parents are freaking amazing so even though I was an ocean away I still had so much support yeah I I think it's it's so important um regardless if it's international or interstate it's quite it's, it's quite a big change did you actually get the opportunity to come well, at least to Brisbane beforehand. Did you audition in Brisbane or did you do it virtually? Yeah, I actually, I, I flew over to audition in Brisbane for the con. Um, wow. And it was on, uh, I still remember this, my audition was on the hottest day of the year. And it was, oh. <laughs> and me being from New Zealand, it was already hot enough just being in Australia and then it being like extra hot. I was suffocating it was ridiculous <laughs> um but yeah no so I flew uh we flew over and made a little me and my mum made a little holiday out out of it we went to the Gold Coast for a few days after and it started raining so <laughs> always does that I'm like why I'm in the Gold Coast and it's raining yeah why? I was like it was boiling hot when I was in the city and now I'm out in the on the ocean and it's pouring down but yeah no so we we flew over for all my auditions when I came over for VCA and Whopper auditions as well I I went to Sydney for them it's good that you got to at least experience it um beforehand before actually making the jump to moving it made such a difference as well I found that like growing up in New Zealand when I was growing up in New Zealand the con wasn't a huge name or at least as big as it as it is now um, over there. And so I hadn't, I didn't know much about it. Um, and then going there, I was a little bit skeptical. And as soon as I was in the audition, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is where I want to be. This is the place, you know, and I felt like I'd stepped into a family, which I felt differed slightly from some of the other auditions I did. Um, and it was just so heartwarming. I felt so at home, even though I was so far away from home. So that, yeah, it was really, really cool. And I think, I think that made me really grateful to be able to go over to come over. I'm in Australia now. Come over to audition <laughs> for it, um, just because I got to get a sense of that whole environment and stuff. And so you're currently playing Edwin Drood in Little Triangles: The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Can you tell us a bit about the show itself? Yes. So it's a bit of a funny one. Um, so the show itself is a, is a whodunit. Um, and it follows sort of a little bit about the story of each of the characters um, until Edwin Drood is murdered. Um, or oh spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do we discuss that. We we talk about what what we reckon has happened to Edwin, 
is he murdered? Is he not? You know, like, mm-hmm. it's all sort of, you got to go to sort of find out what happens. Um, but the thing that's really fun about this show is that it's actually got multiple different endings. Um, and the audience votes for which ending they want, um, <laughs> which really keeps the cast on their toes. Um, <laughs> Because we find out on stage, um, which is really, (laughs) yeah, it's really, really fun. Um, And the show itself is super meta. Um, Mm. So there's a lot of interaction with the audience um, and the cast. And then on top of that, um, the cast, we like the show switches in and out of the show itself so often on stage we'll be alternating between playing ourselves as an actor or a variation of ourselves as an actor Hmm. and then playing the character so on stage you you see me both as Ren and also as Edwin um that is so cool yeah um and the I mean it's super confusing like the show itself (laughs) you're watching it and you're like I don't know if I know what's going on here (laughs) but I think that's kind of the point yeah um yeah so but it's it's just it's so fun it's such a funny show and um our director has worked the script a little bit to sort of fit into who we are as a cast and also Australia and, and, you know, being in Sydney in 2022, all that sort of stuff. So, so it's become more present as the script itself. And I think that just adds to the humor because it's so much more relatable. I'm really interested. How many endings? Is there like one for kind of every, I guess, suspect or is it like kind of limited? Um, so we actually have multiple, multiple choices. Oh, so wow. The <laughs> audience votes on multiple things. So like you get to right. vote one and I think there's about, oh God, six or seven people that the audience gets to vote between. Right. And then we get to a next vote. So that chooses one song, one sort of uh, like path, path that we yeah. go down. And then we get to another vote, which then the audience gets to choose between six or seven people. And then that directs the path again. And then we get to another vote. And oh, it sort of just wow. keeps going. So okay. in the end, there's wow. like so many different variations that it could right. go down. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not like, like a, you pick one and that is then the ending. No. Wow. Yeah. It's like very like, yeah. That is so scary, but also amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like a lot of stuff to learn. I know, especially for the people who are sort of, more prominent in those choices god it's a lot of stuff to learn and and it's it's you know it really keeps them on their toes they're gonna be switched on even if they might not be on sort of thing oh i'm gonna be so excited to see it 
So obviously being such a different show, what was the audition process like? Yeah, so the whole process of this show was really fast, like really quick. Um, So the audition process kind of reflected that. We were, the brief was sent out um, and we had to record a song of the character we wanted to audition for. uh, own choice song and then a scene as well for the character um, sent that in and we found out a couple of days later if we there were no callbacks nothing well because we only had six weeks to rehearse it and that was um, you know it's it's a community theater so everyone's working full-time jobs and all that sort of stuff um, yeah. so I think someone added up the hours and it ends up with us having, if we were rehearsing sort of like a full-time show, we would have had a week's rehearsal leading into opening. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been a really quick process. Um, But yeah, the audition process pretty much just reflected that it was super speedy and um, really impressive casting choices for such a, short audition process like the yeah so much talent in this cast I I'm just like floored every time I walk into the room like it's gonna be such a fun show as well and one that I think we don't get to see like we just don't get to see that show very often no and I think that's one thing I love about like about companies like Little Triangle is they they get to put on all these shows that we don't usually see coming to Australia you know it's yeah yeah I think that's really fun and they're so underappreciated but they're so good like they're so So good what do you think you're kind of I guess talking about how short this rehearsal period has been what has the best part of the rehearsal process been for you so far one thing I've really loved about working on the show is working with Alex um, the director he is like such a talent and it's just been so refreshing working with him he has so so many different ideas about theater and about staging and about how it all should work and it's it's been really amazing honestly it's it's sparked sort of re-sparked that that flame for theater that i um that i have which is just like I'm so grateful for because I mean you know you in performing you get lots of no's and lots of all this stuff is happening and I feel like everyone can probably relate to this where you just you start to go oh is this for me am I cut out for this is this you know do I have a place in this industry um and you start to slowly sort of lose a bit of that passion and and he's been so amazing and he's been so supportive to me as well, having to learn Drew just in the last week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's just been, I think for me, that's been one of my favourite parts of, of doing this, just collaborating with him and, and having him sort of, like, hold all these new, fresh ideas about theatre and it's, it's, it's amazing. He's amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 I think it's that thing of um, when you're 
I think as well, like being in an institution for three years and it's like the same thing, like you're, you're, and you can see the same thing, you see the same people. And so it's such a refreshing thing, like now that you're out and you're like a part of the industry, it's like working with new people and, and um, yeah, just enjoying taking it, like soaking it in and. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, studying can do that to you. (laughs) It can. It can. <laughs> it's hard, but it's worth it. It's hard. Absolutely. <laughs> now, last of all, can you describe the mystery of Edwin Drew in three words? Mm, okay. Mysterious. Uh, <laughs> um, quirky. And joyous. All the reasons that you should go and watch the show if you're listening. To yes, this. when this comes out, you've still got two nights to go and see it. This will come out yes. on the 14th, and you've now got the 15th and the 16th to go and see yep. it. So please make sure that you do. Obviously, we're not finished with the interview yet, but please make sure that you go and see this. Um, because obviously, it's really important that we support um, independent theatre, especially at the moment. Um, when things like what I'm currently going through, influenza, like it's not even COVID, but it's still just as contagious and it can still knock a cast out. Um, so please make sure that you go and support independent theatre because um, uh, you guys are what make or break whether independent theatre can continue and we need more of it in Australia. So please make sure that you go and support Little Triangle and Joshua Robson Productions and all of the independent theatres that we that we have that don't necessarily have you know government support on a happier note we're actually (laughs) I know what a segue I don't feel like you can segue that right (laughs) we're actually going to play a little bit of a game now um it's a it's a fun game so in the light of the show you're currently doing we're going to do a would you rather Multiple endings. Which one will you choose? (laughs) Choose your own adventure. First one. Would you rather be a costume designer or a set designer? That's really hard. I know. Um, I'm going to say set designer just because I love, like, oh, I just because I love like building things and like like getting my hands dirty, which I mean I know you can obviously do with making costumes, but I always manage to stab myself with a needle. So <laughs> <laughs> all that hand sewing, <laughs> terrible. Um, would you rather be cast in a well-known classic or a new original musical? I would say. A new original, uh, just because it's, I, I know that with original work, it's such a collaborative process and you're given that freedom to sort of mm-hmm. design the character yourself and flesh it out yourself. Um, whereas mm-hmm. with, with lots of the shows that have, you know, been going for, for years and years, there's a very specific way you have to do it. And, and, um, I think... Yeah, I think I'd say say a new original, except for like maybe like a couple of shows where I'd just absolutely die to be in. And they're very different styles of performing. Like yeah. as a as a performer entering into that, like a, the 
two very different sort of styles. But yeah. yeah, I think having that freedom in the in the new work is is very enticing to me. Me too. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. So this one's interesting. Only be able to listen to one cast recording for the rest of your life or be able to listen to every cast recording only one time and never revisit it. <gasps> oh, I know. That I is know. cruel. It's so cruel. Oh my goodness. We're testing you here. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. I listened to every cast recording hundreds of times. Um <laughs> Mm, I would say all of them once. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. Tentatively. I, that's what tentatively. I would say. It'd be a really like intense listen so you can sing it back to yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like I'll just sing the, the recordings back to myself after. Yeah. I love it. Play it over in my head. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one is would you rather play Jean Valjean or Javert? Mm. Oh <laughs> Jean Valjean. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> there's like I would okay. I would want to play Javert. Except that one song that Jean Valjean sings, the, um, bring him home. Yes. That song is just like the most beautiful song in the world. And I would want to sing that so bad, but as a whole character, I reckon I would want to do Javert. Love a little bit of a villain moment. Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't love a villain? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think this is probably one of the harder ones. Oh, no. This is our last one. Never listen to music again or give up the internet for a year. There's so many repercussions, you know? Yeah, I'm like, the number of times I Google things in a day because I just don't know stuff. (laughs) Like, I would just be so stupid every day if I didn't have Google. But I know maps. Yeah. Oh my God. Maps. But I don't think I could live without music. A year's not that long. I mean, we're already halfway through the year and how fast did that go? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for playing our Would You Rather game. That That was was so stressful. That was so (laughs) stressful. We've got to make you sweat a little bit. Well, jumping back into our questions that we have for you. So whilst you were at uni, you made your QPAC debut in Grease the Musical. How did you find going back for a return season after a break? Was it still in your body or did you have to kind of relearn it? How, how did you feel going back into it? Yeah, um, I was terrified going back into it because I'm... I'm the kind of person that once I've like finished a performance or an audition or whatever, I kind of just try to forget it and like, you know, completely let go of it. Um, so I was I was scared that I like had let go of too much and and wouldn't remember it because we had a, a couple of months in between. I think I don't yeah. remember. 
That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, it came back instantly. I think I read over the script a couple of times before entering the rehearsal room and then we had a one week rehearsal and like it was all there you know what surprised me the most the choreography was still there and I struggle with dancing <laughs> so I was so relieved but yeah and that was some hard dancing too like all the partner work as oh well my. and you had to do all of that in a week it's insane oh my goodness it was yeah and and doing it all with um a completely new dance partner because um our beautiful dan had had been hiked up into a into a nice big role um so that was a really fun but um scary but so much fun it was definitely a more intense process the second time around because then it was like this is q pack feel the pressure you could feel the pressure and i was like oh it was yeah it was stressful but i oh my god so so cool performing on the lyric stage at q pack you know like that's something you usually wait to do till you get a professional gig um, yeah. So that was so exciting. And oh my gosh, the dressing rooms were so fancy. I mean, it was such a big deal. And so my first year, um, we didn't do the big show. Um, our third years oh, did no. two small shows. So they did Company and Little Woman. So we weren't, none of the second years and first years were involved in those shows, oh, except for like one or two, like stepped in to fill in some like small roles of the second years so like I yeah I never got to do that but I can only imagine it would have been so much fun although I feel bad for you guys just having to like push around sets and sit there and like woo it was a great just time happy to be there just happy to be here we we were just having good chats on the stage we're basically like um glorified prop like the stage fillers but like Literally. in the best possible way we're like oh let's just dress up in 1950s gear and like have a bop and oh have a good God. chat while we're on stage yeah um, a lot of things were like did you hear like she got pregnant and oh, I'm oh my god I like loved it. catching all the conversations walking <laughs> past and like joining oh, yeah. it oh my god it's so funny so funny just <laughs> great improv from the first days great improv oh, yes fantastic <laughs> <laughs> now I guess like under a little I guess more serious but not really um like what has been one of the biggest hurdles you've had to like overcome to continue your like theater journey? Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, it's been, so I have endometriosis and adenomyosis, um, which is pretty much like growths similar to the ones that line your uterus but outside of your uterus and in the muscle of your uterus, um, which causes really intense cramping, really heavy bleeding, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so in my, that's, that's really flared up since I moved to Australia pretty much. Um, and in my first year at uni, I 
I had a surgery to get all my endogrowths removed. Um, and then in second year, um, I had a really, really bad sort of time pain-wise. Um, I was pretty much sitting out every class, sitting in the corner, high as a kite on painkillers with a heat pack. Um, oh, and I, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and I, I got through to September of uni um, in second year and then sort of had a chat with with um, Paul, our, our head of department, and decided that I needed to take some time off. So I ended up deferring, heading back to New Zealand for five months and then coming back and doing second year all over again, which was... <laughs> oh, no way. You did the whole second year again? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, it was brave. Like, that's br- that's a brave move. But yeah. Also- I mean, I missed out on so much of the training. Just like, I mean, I was there in class, but I didn't do any of it because I was just sitting in the corner being, you know, a bit of a mess. Um, and, yeah, it's been trying to deal with that pain management while pursuing such an active and physical career has been really hard. Um, I actually had my second lap surgery in February this year, um, to get, uh, more endo excised and it had, lots of it had grown back, which is fun. Um, it's not good. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's been, it's been really intense, um, trying to, figure out how to manage that sort of high intensity pain while still pursuing, you know, what I love doing. Mm. Um, because if I, if I, if my body had a say, I would probably be doing an office job where I sit down all day and, and, you know, or even working from home sort of thing. Um, so I think, that's been a real challenge and and mentally dealing with that has been a real challenge going the the, you know there's so many days where I'm in bed just in agony and I I don't really know what to do and where to go because I'm I I just want to give up I'm I'm so exhausted from being pain and and not being able to do what I want to do um yeah it's 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 a lot to to deal with and i think that i mean everyone in this industry has hurdles like this um maybe not specifically endo and and stuff but but you know everything else and and i honestly have so much respect for the for people who just keep charging forward because i some days i'm just sitting there and i'm like i I'm like, I don't know if I can do it, you know? It's it's yeah. so much. Yeah. I think it's it's incredible that you have kept going because I think there's so much sometimes like, oh, I wish I could I could just keep uh, I, I guess like even last night I was like, there's so much shame around things sometimes. It's like, oh I can't I can't do that or I'm having to sit out of that class because of something I can't control and that that feeling is 
is not it's not a great feeling and so to come back with all guns are blazing and being like no i'm going to continue this i'm going to finish this and it doesn't matter what has happened with my health in the past just managing it and keeping on top of it because so many people do struggle with things and so similarly um as well so many female reproductive problems the amount i've heard (laughs) from people at uni it's and it's insane how that can then affect your career and your journey and what you choose to do you should choose to do what you love not like what your body wants it to do yeah absolutely and it's it is hard like that the the feelings of of sort of shame and guilt and going Mm. Uh, I'm not I'm I can't be as good a performer as so and so or so and so because I have all these limitations and, and overcoming that and going that's not true it's not that I can't be as good a performer it's that I just have to be a different performer and that mm, totally. I gotta you know grow grow my strengths and the things that I am able to to do um, instead of going oh but I can't do this and I can't do that which mm-hmm. You know, like I'm incredibly guilty of falling into that trap and going, you know, all. yeah. <laughs> and and it, I mean, it's uh, everyone in this industry is so hard on themselves, and I am definitely incredibly hard on myself. Um, so it's it's nice, you know. I have so many people in this industry who who sit there and go, "No, you're doing amazing." no it's all good things are like you are doing good um and having people there to remind me that when I just start to slip back and then also being able to then like reciprocate that for them when they're Mm. going through a hard time and going no like I promise you are amazing you are so talented you are doing amazing stuff that's so inspirational I like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Maybe like, I should oh, be a God, motivational I'm speaker. Oh God, I'm just like, I'm taking it all in. I feel like I need those words of advice. So they're, they're great. I feel like as much as it's an industry of constant competition, both with other people and with yourself, because you're always kind of competing with yourself and how you view yourself. It is also such um, a phenomenal community as well of people that are always there to support each other. Because I think we all have our share of health issues whether it be mental physical it's it's been a rough few years in general and then to add health on top of that it just like we're yeah it's it's so amazing And, and it's something that that I especially noticed when I was at uni um going okay I'm Every day I'm, I'm competing against these people, you know, we're auditioning for the same shows, we're auditioning for the same parts, we're doing all this stuff um, where we're event- essentially working against each other and yet it's such a tight-knit family and we all are always there for each other and we always want to lift each other up and, you know, if someone else gets the part that you want, you don't go, oh, you know, screw that, you go, congratulations, like... I feel like everyone in this industry is so aware of all the efforts that everyone puts in to everything they do. And so even if you don't, you know, succeed in in this certain thing, you can acknowledge that the person who did say get that part 
earned it and worked so hard for it yeah which I think is yeah it's just so it's so lovely it's it's like this weird balance of insane toxicity but also so so much love yeah <laughs> that's that describes it quite perfectly yeah. I think. yes exactly you know where each other have come from and what you've had to do to get to yeah. where you are. And so you're just very proud of each other. Yeah. But it's like this weird thing of you all want the same thing. And so, so much pride. Yeah, so much pride. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's great. So obviously, so the jump from, you know, going from studying full time for three, four years possibly for you yeah. um, to going into the professional world, it can be quite tricky to navigate have you got any advice for performers finishing their degree or performers that are kind of new to the industry on how to kind of proceed yeah um I think there's a couple of things to to keep in mind um honestly just audition for everything and anything you know even if you think it's beneath you or whatever because you can get your big break from anything you know like I auditioned for for Drood going great love performing be on stage all that sort of stuff but and I you know I just found out that they're inviting huge people in the industry lots of casting directors and agents and all these things to to all the opening nights and I was like oh my goodness like you know so (laughs) yeah so the just like keep keep just auditioning for everything that you can even if it feels like you're also getting lots of no's um and also find your find your non-performing life um because there is so much time that you will be spending not on stage at like as hard as that is, you know? And so having, you know, a group of friends that has nothing to do with theater or whatever and just being able to to find joys in external things and feel like a, like a normal person, you know, that's that's probably what's kept me sane um, going through through this. Try to forget about the work side of it and remember to sing because you love singing and dance because you love dancing you know like go and do a random dance class not because you want to work on your on yourself but because you want to move your body and you love the way that makes you feel and like go and find you know some friends and have a jam sesh singing and playing instruments and whatever and just you know creating something beautiful rather than doing it because you have to because it's it's your job or because you have to try and get this job that sort of thing I think that's so important and it's so easy to forget you know yeah I couldn't agree more there's yeah. uh, that's some really really great advice for anyone who is needs to hear it I know that mm-hmm. I always need to hear that I'm sure Tori yes. does too <laughs> so true you just need to enjoy it sometimes you get caught up in everything and it's just a reminder to like have your own life and to enjoy enjoy the gifts that you've got and you've worked hard for absolutely I think it is it's so important to have a life outside of performing because it 
it makes the time in between shows or creating um i feel makes it feel a lot easier but it also makes it feel like you're not wasting time couldn't agree more well that was amazing thank you so much for coming on and giving us all these words of wisdom and also telling us about this amazing show you're currently in edwin drood i am so excited for you and thrilled for you and what a way to enter the industry Mm. absolutely so proud (laughs) but before we leave we're actually going to do a little bit of a bedtime story which um I don't know if you have one, but it's like a stage mishap or a funny story. Uh, do you have a, a bedtime story for us? Hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, in my second year at uni, we did Legally Blonde. Um, Love. <laughs> and so we had dogs. Um, you know, in the show, um, we had. Oh. Yeah, we had two beautiful dogs, um, and I was blessed to be the dog handler. Really fought for that one because I I just love dogs so much. Um, But um, there was, you know, the the saying, don't work with children and animals, it really comes from something. So we had a little (laughs) bruiser who was yet to be spayed, um, which meant he was a little bit frisky <laughs> on stage. And we there was many, many moments when Elle and Paulette, which I played, um, would be holding Bruiser. And he uh, decided our arm was a lovely companion. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we no. also had... Yeah, we also had Bonnie playing. Um, oh, what's the what's the other dog's name? Rufus. 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 Yes, it's Rufus. Oh my goodness. Rufus. Yes. Um. So, um, Rufus, which was played by Bonnie, uh, came on stage during one of our dress rehearsals, and our director had been working on on a wig. Um out in the auditorium while, while watching us and so this wig was on like a mannequin head just sitting on the seat and she freaked out she's just freezes on stage looking at it and she's like staring at it and then all of a sudden there's this massive booming bark so she's a staffy she's a beautiful sweetheart but she has a like a big bark um and it Every, you could hear it everywhere, out in the dressing room. Everyone was just like, what just happened? And, and would not move, like claws dug into the floor, terrified of this wig sitting out in the audience. And the poor um, Abby, who played the other, um, who also played Paulette, was stuck there on stage trying to, like, get Bonnie to move or do anything and she just would not move. Oh, it was, yeah. But they were both beautiful animals and like, despite the few little mishaps, oh my goodness, like so precious and so lovely to to be able to work with them. I was blessed to to be working with them. I mean, I'm, I always feel blessed when I'm in an animal's company, so. <laughs> yeah. 
And being the official animal yeah, handler. I got the got the title. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your CV. <laughs> I feel like this is part of the reason of maybe why um, the West End revival of Legally Blonde has a human <gasps> bruiser. Oh my goodness, I saw Can that the other that? day. It was kind kind of terrifying. It, it, like, like it's it's confusing. Serving. Yes. Absolutely serving, but that yes. tail, like it's yes. just so full. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's both disconcerting and amazing. Yeah. Oh, it Because you're just oh not goodness. used to it. You're just not no. used to it. But I love how and the shoes it is. that he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I was. You just... should take it. Check out the TikToks he makes. They're they're, fa- they're amazing. I just like rewatched it over and over. Just that little <laughs> snippet, being like, "What is happening?" <laughs> There's like a clip of him as well, like under the stage, and he's like crawling out, like for his big entrance, his first big entrance. And I'm like, imagine that he's like crawling through the stage, like underneath the stage, trying to be like an actual dog. Like, it's <laughs> insane. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat with us today thank you so much for having me you guys can follow Ren it's just Lauren McMeekin on Instagram we will link it down below in our description we'll and plug on there. Instagram. <laughs> oh we love a plug here also please follow Little Triangle Co which is just at Little Triangle Co on Instagram you can still buy tickets to see the Mystery of Edwin Drood, which is running the 7th through the 16th of July. We'll post the tickets and the links down below. Um, but thank you again so much for coming on and being so candid and open with us and giving some fantastic advice. Um, big chookers for... Uh, oh my god, first preview is tomorrow night. No, gosh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, so nervous. It's, you've done oh, it so well and stepping into that role with only like a week's notice is it takes a lot and <laughs> it's been a journey I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that you're absolutely killing it and we cannot wait to well at least I can I'm Sally for Eliza she literally got back to Queensland this morning um, but <laughs> I look forward to seeing it and seeing you absolutely kill it and seeing this fantastic oh, cast um, thank you but <laughs> Thank you guys so, so much for being here. Um, And until next time, stay happy, healthy, and safe, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E. Dot org because only together we rise.